Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Verse 1, the call came. And it is still our call to live safely in Christ today. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come on to me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest, saith God. Noah obeyed God's voice and came into the ark. And just as Noah went into his ark of safety through the open door, we today must enter our ark of safety, which is Christ Jesus, through the only door available to us, which, despite the politically correct who say there are many ways to heaven, who are you to say you have the only way? How can you condemn all these other people that say there are other ways? Well, there is only one open door. Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and He alone. Period. End of story. I don't care how many different ways you say there is. One way. Just like there is one door on the ark. Noah Noah lived in a very evil, decrepit time. But he stayed in right standing with God. We must live pure lives in this evil generation as well. If we conform to the world and the world's standards, instead of conforming to God and God's standards, we reap the world's results and not God's results. Verse 3 tells us exactly why God brought the animals into the ark. To preserve for seed every variety of creation. The fowls were sevens for the same reason. The animals were for food and for sacrifice. Let's go to verse 4. For yet seven more days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made, I will destroy from off the face of the earth. God allowed one more week for sinners to repent. Think about that. Noah and his family. And animals coming from every direction, walking through town, headed for that ark. Don't you think that caused some talk in town? What is going on? Look, two tigers. Look, a lion and, and the female lion. Look, what, what is going on? It took a week just for Noah to get them all in the ark. The people in the area had to have seen what was happening and wonder and talk among themselves, what, you know, what is going on here? But even then, they didn't believe Noah. We have people today that see everything happening in this world. The fires, the tsunamis, the earthquakes, the, the immorality, the lawlessness. The plagues, you know, this new virus that's going around. Everyone's talking about it, but nobody is relating it to what the Bible says the last days will look like. Everything is lining up exactly as predicted in the Bible. 
But yet, people refuse to believe. The Bible tells us it's going to be this way. Just before all hell is unleashed on this earth. But they still refuse to believe, just like in Noah's day. Rain for 40 days and 40 days. A worldwide rain for that length of time is impossible in the post-flood atmospheric conditions. But not back then. The canopy, we studied before about the canopy of, of water that, that surrounded the earth. You know, a thermal water blanket, basically, encircling the entire planet was to be condensed and dumped all over the globe. These threats were from God, divine in nature, to purify the earth. Forty has always signified a, a, a time of, of testing and trial. So it rained 40 days and 40 nights. This seven, seven days was an exact time frame given for them to repent one more time. Again, seven means spiritually complete. The work was over. The ark was complete. It was time for divine judgment. God would destroy his creation, all the unbelievers, with the exception of those who had their lives in right standing. Noah and his family were the only ones. Period. In verse 5, we see the unquestioning obedience of Noah when God gave him instructions. It says, And Noah did everything unto all the Lord commanded him. He prepared for his entrance into the ark. Just like if you're moving somewhere, it takes you time to pack everything up. It takes you time to load it in the moving van and go where you got to go. It took Noah time. That's why God said, start coming in because I'm going to give you one more week. He prepared for his entrance for him and his family into the ark. And it took him seven more days to load all the animals. He had to make room for the habitation. He had to get the food moved in there. Everything had to be ready. And verse 6 says, Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. When it began, he was 601 when it ended. 601 when it ended. His oldest son was now 100 years old. Back in Genesis 5, verse 32. We see Noah was 500 years old when he started having children. Noah was 500 when he had Shem, 500 when he had Ham, Japheth. When the floods came, he was 600. It seems he was, approximately was 100 years of obedience to God that was necessary uh, for Noah to be prepared. It took 100 years for, for him to develop that right standing mindset and, and you know, to teach his children God's ways and, and that they would faithfully obey his way. T today, the world ridicules believers just as they did in the days of Noah. We too must stand and keep the faith against all odds when faced with opposition. Down in verse 7, Noah went in, praise God, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. The call to Noah is very kind, like that of a, a tender father to his children to come inside, there's a storm coming. Noah did not go into the ark until God said it's time to come inside. Though he knew this was going to be his place of refuge. It's very comfortable to see God 
going before us, preparing everything, and every step that we take, the preparation has been done. Noah had taken a great... I mean, think about building something that huge with no power tools. Everything was by hand, an axe and things like that. He took a great deal of pain to build that ark. And now he was himself going to be kept alive inside it. What we do in obedience to a command from God, in faith, we ourselves shall, we need to be reassured and certain of our comfort. First or last, we know we can trust God. This call to Noah reminds us of the call the gospel gives to poor sinners. Christ Jesus is our ark, in whom alone we can be safe when death and judgment approaches. Even if it's not the mass destruction of the world in the end days, it could be uh, you know, a, a sickness that the doctors say there's no hope of curing. You are going to meet Jesus one way or another. You'll stand before him in judgment or you'll stand before him in glory. Praise the Lord. You will see him. There are people listening to me right now that may not see tomorrow morning. There are people who will finish this and head out to the grocery store just to pick up something for dinner and will never make it home. Car accidents or whatever. You will stand before Jesus in judgment. How is he going to judge you? Righteous? Do you have right standing in his eyes? Or are you one of those that say, I'll put it off till later? Later will never come. You don't, you have no right to your next breath. You have no guarantee of your next heartbeat. That is how fragile life is. And you need to be prepared now. The word says, come. Ministers say, come. The spirit says, come. Come into the ark. Noah was accounted righteous, not because of his own righteousness, but as an heir of the righteousness, which is of faith. Hebrews 11, 7. A very popular reason to come to God really is just to avoid destruction, isn't it? Genesis 7, verse 8. Of clean beasts, of beasts that are and are not clean, of fowls and everything that creeps upon the earth. In obedience to a divine impulse, nothing short of divine power could have affected such a timely and orderly entrance of all these different animals into one huge ship, the ark. Think about it. And Verse 9. There went in two by two, Noah into the ark, the male and females, God's command. That's where they get that two by two. There may have been seven, but because of the gangplank, you know, you couldn't have seven elephants walking abreast up into the ark, right? So two by two, they go up inside. And Noah would be like, hey, Mr. Elephant, Miss Elephant, over here, this is your spot. Okay, we got to balance out the load here, so Mr. and Mrs. Elephant number two, you're over here on this side, right? It was orderly, and... It proceeded without Noah having to go out and lasso him and you know try and wrestle him to the ground, tie him up, bring him back to the ark. You know, it said they went in two by two. I know God compelled them to present themselves to Noah, just like they did to Adam. 
Remember when Adam gave them names back in uh, uh, Genesis 2, verse 19? God brought them in. They stood in front of Adam. He said, tiger. And they were a tiger to this day. Lion. They were lions to this day. You know? In Genesis 7, uh, 9, Genesis 7, 15, it says that they came two by two. In Genesis 7, 16, they, that the coming ones came male and female of all flesh. And this expression, they came, it is clearly insinuated that the animals came to Noah and were taken to the ark without him having to go chase them down. You know, it would have been impossible for him to do that. You know, to Think how long it would take if I told you, go out into the fields and, and catch two deer. Right? You could get it done. You know, maybe a tranquilizer dart. You know, you get. He didn't have access to that stuff. He'd have to go out and catch them. Can you catch a deer? Right? I mean, just think about it. It, it, it seemed as if there were instead invisible chains pulling the lions and tigers and bears and serpents and crocodiles and birds and everything else. Don't you know that caused quite a stir for these animals and birds to be congregating about the ark? That would have attracted so much attention uh, from town because not only that, think about this. You know, tigers would eat rabbits and things like that, but yet they dwelt together safely. Well, one reason is the separation between the animals and mankind didn't really occur until they got off the ark. Okay, but it still would have been visible for all the people around the area, and they'd wonder what the heck is going on. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time. Be blessed in all that you do.